Thank you so much for being back here with me for episode 326. Today is a very special episode. I am going to be bringing in a longtime friend that if you've been around for a while, you've probably heard here on the show before. My good friend and master marketing podcasting brain used to be coach turned BFF Stephanie Gass is going to actually be doing something really fun and interviewing me on the show today. We're going to be diving into this little nugget of life called parenting that we all experience. Stephanie has been hanging out with me, brought herself on an airplane, dove into a quick 48 hours with me in my home and saw a little bit of magic that she wants to bring to the show regarding how I'm able to flip the script with my kids, bring positivity to the forefront instead of always focusing on what my children are losing or talking about what our children can gain. So grab a pen and paper and get really excited because I am, I have no idea what's about to go down, but I do know that we are going to unfold some really important messages and moments of focus for us in our home as we try and raise little change makers and really productive and respectful children. All right, what do you say? Let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Well, 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 we've got Stephanie Gass here. <laughs> Hi, friends. I'm so excited to be back on the show, but I'm more excited to put my friend in the spotlight <laughs> for a little bit here because let me tell you a little story. So I came to visit, like she mentioned in the intro, and as we were sitting there last night, we've got Chels and we've got her little daughter, Bailey May there. It's just us three girls last night hanging out. And Chelsea's cooking us dinner. And I notice as she's speaking to her daughter, she had this beautiful respect when she would speak to her that it had an undertone of love. But I mean, it was definitely direct. And I saw not just the respect from Chelsea's side, but I immediately saw Bailey May respect her back and do exactly as she was asked. And this would happen over and over again. And I was some kind of dumbfounded because... (laughs) I've got what okay, I've got two boys. One is nine and a half, one is almost seven, and I get it. You know, boys are different than girls. That's been my excuse in my head all these years. But what we've been struggling with is the kids kind of they're fighting a lot and we're noticing some of that real immediate disrespect that will happen when I tell them, Hey, I need you to do this thing or go wash your hands or get ready for dinner. It's the but mom or no, I'm not done yet. Like this kind of immediate disrespect. And so I just stopped and I'm like, what are you doing? Like she is an incredible listener. And 
Chelsea says, it's interesting that you say that because Blaine says that to me all the time. Like other people have noticed that my kids really listen super well. And so I proceeded to ask her about 100 questions <laughs> and ended up with like this incredible takeaway that we eventually want to bring to tonight. So I want to start, Chelsea, by asking like, was it always easy for you? Did you just wake up and know how to have your kids listen really well? Because that's a struggle that not just I am facing, but so mm-hmm. many moms out there. Yeah, I mean, no. And yes, I have two girls, but they are night and day different from each other. And the one that you are talking about is infamous for not listening, not listening the first time, really being extremely strong-willed. She wants to do anything but what she's told. Like, she really does want to push boundaries Mm -hmm. a ton. And so... No, it wasn't always like that. And obviously my my parenting story was I started out really as a single mom, like in a broken relationship that was, you know, by definition abusive. And I was trying to figure out how to parent through that basically on my own and then really on my own as a single mom. And so I was navigating that and learning that. And, you know, by the grace of God, that child, my oldest child, is very much a pleaser mm-hmm. and so she made the opportunity to learn through that chaos that I was in so much easier. Right. If I was trying to learn that in the environment that I was in, I don't know that I could have succeeded. Sure. But everyone was like she's a unicorn, she's not normal. Love and logic and positive parenting doesn't work on boys and it doesn't work on my kids. That's what I heard over and over and over again for years. And I was like, "No, I've seen families that do this with boys and kids that aren't like Frankie, right? Because it was always like, it's because it's Frankie. That's what everyone would always say. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I know when I don't do this, it doesn't work. And she doesn't act like this. Like, for me, I can see the magic that happens when I don't actually do these skills because I don't always do them. Sure. When I'm tired, when I'm hungry, when I have stuff going on in my business that's hard, Basically all the time, sure. this is really challenging for me, and it's not second nature, but I feel like when Bailey came around, it was like, oh, <laughs> wow. They aren't all like Frankie. <laughs> this, they may have been partially right when they said that to me. This is very different. Right. And so I really had to sit down and be like, okay, it's time to buckle down. I can't. There's no room for her like she smells weakness from like a hundred miles away and she exploits it like Mm -hmm. nobody's business and like my oldest one would never do that to you I mean she does it from time to time but like you know yes the difference I know I've got two one of each as well okay so that's when I was like I'm not taking that from anyone ever again. Now, granted, I don't have boys, but I have seen people use this with boys. Okay. I don't believe it's gender based. I think that it really depends on what you know about each child. So this was really hard for me for a long time. And when I started doing this, I had to retrain my brain. I think most people in our generation were not raised with parenting like this. I don't think anybody's parents parented like this. Mm Um, I think everyone was pretty much raised with threats and a smack or a slap or a bump or whatever. Yeah, generationally, that's pretty that's much what was going we, down. That's what was going down, right? And Or of the fear of the Lord, one oh, of the two. <laughs> something. <laughs> or complete neglect, which, you know, whatever. But 
<clears throat> I just knew that I wanted to do this a little bit differently. I wanted to have a really good rapport. I wanted mutual respect between me and my child. And that wasn't a model that people used mm-hmm. before. But I still felt very strongly about being an authority over right. my children. Very, felt very strongly about that. And so I started writing post-it notes all over the house of specific phrases. That phrase worked with her. I wrote it everywhere. And I was like, that's the phrase you're going to use. That's the phrase you're going to use. And so I just started training myself. Can I ask a question there? Because yeah. listening to that, how do you even drop into recognizing what phrases are working with your child? Like, can you give us an example mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. So, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit last night because after after Steph and I had this conversation at dinner, I went upstairs and put Bailey to bed, Bailey to bed, and there are key there are key points in your day where your boys, you know you're about to face it. Yes. You know it's coming. Yes. You know it's, it's coming. It's bedtime. And bedtime's and one. they're like they've just had their little one hour of tech that, you know, I now maybe not will give anymore. Anyways, and they're like, "But mom, but it's not over." Whatever the excuses are that start yeah. coming out and mm-hmm. then I'm in this middle, so just so that you're aware of, like, a situational issue of, like, do I just let him finish the five minutes that's left on the movie, or do I hold to this as bedtime, and I've already said it's bedtime now twice, maybe three times. I'm mm. still getting this pushback. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I was upstairs, and it was bedtime. Yes. And we've worked through this since a year old. And I said... Okay, Bailey, we got out of the bath, runs to the bathroom. She knows what we're supposed to do. First of all, expectations already set. She knows it. I don't even, I shouldn't even have to ask her, period. That's where we are. Yeah. Done. But then she's five. Sure. We need reminders. Yeah. Of okay, course. great. So, hey, B, do you have your jams on yet? She didn't say anything. Mm. I was like, mm, okay, that's number one. Okay. Well, number one is we didn't go in the room and do it right away. Okay. Okay. Number two is I gave a reminder and she ignored me. Mm. Okay, so now I'm strategically choosing my words. What am I going to say now? That is a conversation I have in my head every time before I open my mouth with my kids. When I'm not tired or hungry. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If I'm tired and hungry, there's no pause there. Let's be really real. Yeah. But when you can be aware of that, this is how you set yourself up to be a really great parent, Mm -hmm. right? We don't just want to be at optimal performing ability so that we can keep a house clean and make money from home. No. We want to do it. Those things are secondary to being a good wife and being a good parent. Exactly. So the conversation in my mind was, okay, what am I rewarding her with? What is the thing that she's working towards when she puts her pajamas on? So that's where that flipping the script of not inserting a punishment or removal. It's inserting a, hey, I really know you want me to tuck you in. Please get your pajamas on so I can do that. So, So to give you the two examples that could have happened... Right. It would be me saying, if you don't get ready for bed, mm-hmm. you're losing 15 minutes of tech tomorrow. Absolutely. This is my threat that may or may not be empty, okay? Versus. <laughs> I love it. Versus, just be again, brutally honest here, because I know you guys are with me. Like, this is not intuitive, which is mm-hmm. why I'm asking mm-hmm. these questions, because. It's not intuitive. You just don't know that there's another way to reframe things. Mm-hmm. And if we're not actively seeking out parenting courses and guidance all the time, which sadly, 
I know for me has not been something I've been prioritizing, which mm-hmm. is exactly why we face the issues that we face. Mm-hmm. I'm a great mom, but yeah. it's intentional to change, like you said earlier to me today, your parenting style. So yes. the contrast of that statement would be what? Like for you, in your case, it was, I know you really want me to put you to bed. Let's finish getting ready for bed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But mine becomes what? Because, like, I really know you're excited about earning your tech tomorrow, your hour that you re- get at the it end of the night. It has to be immediate. It has to be immediate. What is that next thing that they want right now? That's too far for them. And they know they're going to swindle you before then. Nothing. They want. They don't want to go to bed. They want nothing. They don't care if I put them what to bed. What is their routine? Brush, pee, pray, go to go read a book, go to bed. Maybe read a book. Yeah, we've used that many times. If you want mom to sing songs with you tonight, if you want mom to back scratch with you tonight, if you want anything, it is a carrot. It is a carrot. Because guess what? There's a lot of kids that don't get that. It carrots is a- are healthy. There's nothing carrots wrong with Carrots are really carrot. healthy. We are dangling <laughs> carrots. We got baby carrots. We got garden carrots. But isn't that <laughs> what, I mean, for me, that's what shepherding is. Yeah. Like all day long in my life. I am intrinsically looking for my own carrot and what do I have to do to work towards it. And so I want to give that to my kids to always be looking towards what is the thing that they want instead of always putting in front of them, I'm the person that can remove anything great from your life. Mm, Right? Very powerful. So So good. Really just looking at, it really does have to be almost immediate. The older they get, the longer you can stretch that time frame. Yeah. Yeah. But especially when they're little. So give us a few examples of your older daughter. Mm -hmm. Because I think this stuff makes a lot of sense for for those people in the audience that have the littles. Yep. Because they do want more immediate things and they care about this time with mom and this Mm -hmm. bedtime. And that's a lot of like mealtime is usually an issue. But let's talk about some of those people listening who have an older daughter or son. Like give us some examples of what you do with frankier what you think you would do with for example miles my older son well i think we talked about this last night it's really looking at the privileges that they're afforded yes so the things for you know those pre-teens and then it what i assume because i'm not there yet will transition into the older kids right into the teenage years and it does it does stretch further out but I think when you're given that mutual respect and you establish that this is a mutual respect relationship that's what we hammer in with Frankie right now Mm -hmm. I am very hard on the I worked really really hard to make this day happen for you yeah I moved my work hours around Mm -hmm. I set money aside in my budget and I need your attitude to be respectful right in order for your friend to come over and play for three hours got it right yep and she knows boom Mom will take this away, but I have the power to keep it by doing this thing. Yes. Like, I know you really want your friend to come over, and so I'm going to need to see an attitude of respect to mom and dad whenever we ask you to do this thing. Whatever. Right. right? So we deal with attitude a lot. We have girls. We have a lot of attitude in our house at, at, at most times in one way, shape, or another. Poor Blaine. He's got to deal with all three of us. And there are times when she's like, whatever I don't care do it and I'm like okay that's fine sometimes when there's a thing going down and I don't know what it is I say you know what I don't really know how I'm going to answer that right now I need five minutes I'm going to go think about it and then I'll come back good and I wait I wait until I know what to say because those empty threats are what's killing you yeah it's what's killing you because 
it's it has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good or bad parent. Right. They're so savvy. They're, they're so, so freaking they're smart. So tricky little tricksters. Man. <laughs> Man, they're so good. Their whole existence right now is learning. Yes. All they're doing is testing. Yeah, and pushing. That's all they're doing. That is their purpose in life right now Absolutely. is to learn from mom and dad. So they're constantly trying to scratch at you to mm. figure out what can we dig and find. Yes. And when they dig and find nothing, they're like, well, crap, that's a dead end. That's a dead end. Mom is consistent. Mom is consistent. Mom is consistent. So two things you just brought up that I think are so critically important to why you're having so much success in your parenting. One is consistency. So I want you to break that down a little bit for us. And then secondly was the empty threat, the execution and the (laughs) follow through of the words. Because I know for us, that's one of our weaknesses. It's, you know, oh, well, so far it's been like, oh, you'll lose 15 minutes of your tech. They only get an hour of the the free thing that they want to do, like coding game or playing FIFA soccer on their iPad or whatnot, which is fine with me. Thus far, it's been fine with me. But the problem is it started to become an entitlement. Yeah. What do you mean? Of course I get to play tech. And then everything surrounding that hour of technology became a contention. And so I would say, well, you're going to lose 15 minutes if you do that again. And they kind of do it again. And I wouldn't be 100% sure in my mind if that, like, (laughs) qualified or not. (laughs) So I'd kind of dance around it. And plus, I'm like, now they're going to fight with me and cry. They're about to get out of the car to camp and they're going to be bawling. Like, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And so I would dance around the line. And so I know that this is definitely a weakness of mine. So Mm -hmm. how do you speak to that? And then how do you speak to the consistency piece? And in addition, how do you deal with two parents who might be on different pages here okay there's a lot there there sure is have fun there's so much so remind me when I've forgotten something let me see if I can stay on track and just share what I know to be true like I even I told Stephanie as we're doing this like I don't consider myself to be an expert but I do practice this every single day of my life um and I just find it very interesting when people come into my home and they say things. I just was so blindsided when you said that to me last night, you know? So here's what I know to be true. Obviously, consistency is key. So as soon as they find a weakness, Mm -hmm. they will exploit it. And there has to be a period where there are no cracks. Yeah. So you've got to have all hands on deck. You're super serious. And they know that. Right. Then you can give a little and see. But there is a tipping point point right there's a tipping point where you're like shoot I let it go for too long we got to rein it back in so we get real hard-nosed about it we have conversations around the dinner table that say guess what we've allowed xyz for a little bit too long and so now we're going to reel it back in yeah and then we reset an expectation and we know that we have to stick to it no matter what yeah that could be with anything that could be with the amount of sugar we've allowed in the house that could Mm -hmm. be with the amount of screen time we've allowed in the house Mm -hmm. that could be with the amount of fighting between each other attitude it's anything right yeah yeah. so you have to recognize and that's a simple conversation sure hey boys i know that we've set this expectation for an hour of screen time at the end of the day and sometimes mom says you lose 15 minutes and then sometimes that doesn't happen i feel really bad about that because that's not helping you Mm. i feel really bad about that and i'm gonna fix it yep take all ownership Mm -hmm. make it a thing that you're gonna do to help them and make it super simple for them to understand. Yeah. But you have to communicate that expectation to them so that they know something's about to change. Sure. So there's a little bit on that. Let's talk about the empty threats. And I, I, 
I had asked you this and it's interesting what just kind of came out is I do believe that most of the time threats are not followed through with because it's an inconvenience on the parents. Sure. We're about to get out of the car and go to sports and there's going to be tears. You're going to be late. Mm-hmm. You're going to be late. You're going to be real late and we're going to have to regroup and we're going to have to say some I sorry's, I'm sorry's and we're all going to be late. Yep. You're going to be late for your work call. We're going to be late. Like, that's what we're going to do. So you're prioritizing the consequence in the moment, regardless of all the other life circumstances. Regardless. Because there will always be a reason for you to not follow through. Sure. It's never convenient. Mm. Ever. Right. Okay. Here's the other thing that I told Stephanie last night that I will just share with all of you. It is my personal belief that tech should never be something that gets taken away. It should not. It it could. It could work for you to it for it to be the form of what they're earning. Mm-hmm. But I challenge you to start peeling that back and layering it in with other things mm-hmm. like that very next best thing yep. and try and get away from the dependency on this is the coolest thing that you have in your life. Yeah. Right. This is the one thing that you love so much because mm. then it creates this obsession sure. with that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think that there's anything bad with it. It's just the culture that you want to create with your kids around tech and screens. So it's just something to think about. You could do it with sports. We've talked about that. That's an interesting concept because, for example, my older loves to play piano. Uh And so Brad and I have gone around and around with, oh, we could take away, or not take away, but, you know, that could be something that he wants soon that you'll lose the privilege to play the piano. But then we come up against, like, but what an awful thing for us to take away because that's helping him. That's such an incredible thing. We want him to do that. And right. similarly with sports. So that question comes up, right? Maybe from the listener. Yeah. So you're what you're looking to do is to find a way to encourage them to earn it, not using it as something to remove. So you should always be looking at how to shepherd their behavior towards earning the thing that is best for them mm. instead of how can we shape their negative behavior to avoid removing mm. what they love? So shaping the positive behavior towards the things they desire most. Yep. Not structuring negative behavior around losing things mm-hmm. that they think they're entitled to. Yep. It's good. Yeah. And if, if you can see, nothing actually changes. Mm-hmm. You're still dangling a carrot to shape behavior. Yeah. It's literally just the way that you're going about it. Yeah, which is what a wonderful, easy tweak to make. Mm -hmm. You know, I think why I thought this was a great conversation to have today is because I know so many people have the awareness that maybe something's a little off in the way I'm speaking to my kids or the parenting or I'm feeling maybe some unrest around how much time they're on on the technology or the way that they're talking to me. I'm fully aware and I realize there's a problem, but I actually have no idea where to start to fix it. Yeah. And so I think this one, well, few very simple tips, very tactical things that Chelsea gave us today is a starting point to something that we can actually do about it Mm -hmm. that's not big, it's not overwhelming, it's not hard. It is hard in the sense of being consistent to it and being dedicated to something, but it's a very small shift in the verbiage that you're using. And I know know it's going to help us immensely. I already called Brad last night. I'm like, listen up. (laughs) We doing a thing. We doing a thing, bud. It's looking like this. 
It's going to be so simple. And he was like, oh, I'm so on board. Uh, well, here's the other thing that we talked about that I want to mention. Then we'll talk about really quickly what to do if you don't have a husband that is like, sweet, do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, is what happens when you feel really bad that they just got a consequence and you don't want to see your baby so sad. And that's also me. <laughs> I'm the ultimate protector, ultimate empath. The second I think my kiddo's in trouble, I want to run to their defense and not stand behind my husband, which is, to- I know in my mind, in the moment, like, let him handle the situation and just be quiet. But I'm like, maybe he didn't mean it that way. Oops, my mouth, it opened. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I don't think he meant it like that. <laughs> Down the hallway. He's like looking at me with dagger eyeballs. <laughs> oh, for the But life. I also think that it's not just like interrupting what your husband's trying to do you're also getting in the way of you being the parent that you want to be too. yes absolutely right yes and it's obviously not working <laughs> well you have very good children they are very good it, very good children amazing. but it's this it's this piece right yeah. that we all struggle with of feeling like why don't you listen the first time mm. why is there not respect like you would give respect a school teacher yes a boss when and, you get and older. And they do, which is the interesting Your part. coach? Yeah. Of course. That's what I mean. You have good kids, but it's what they know they can get away with with you. Yes. Okay. So here's just a little nugget that I use all the time is, I know this is really hard for you and I can't wait for us to try again tomorrow. Really I'm good. I'm so excited for you to be able to sit and have that 15 minutes with whatever. I can't wait to tuck you in and read books with you tomorrow night. Here's a book for you to read on your own tonight. Yep done yeah and then you just gotta zip it up moms that are like me we just gotta zip it up and be like tomorrow's gonna be great tomorrow's gonna be great (laughs) and then what it does is it makes you work so hard for them to have a good day tomorrow yeah because you want to see them succeed yes it's so cool okay so great quickly I do have a really supportive husband but he doesn't know how to do this and he works really hard and then he gets super frustrated and then he gives up yeah my children do not treat me the same way that they treat Blaine at all <laughs> at all like and that's probably the case for most people listening if they're married sure. it's very rare that we find two people who are like i'm 100 percent on board with the same exact method i mean we've all grown up differently gone through different yep. things different traumas trials like we're trying to partner two different styles and it's I'm hard sure most homes are like that yes and every time we go on a marriage retreat this may or may not be one of the main topics. It was last year where it was mm-hmm. like parenting. We got to yeah. get on the same board. We got to get on this. Because we saw what was happening. And he also has the perspective that you have. Right. He sees a lot of my faults too. But he does see the magic when it happens. Yes. And so he's finally come around to like the other day. They, I was upstairs trying to record. And there they are downstairs clawing each other's eyeballs out and I'm like literally ready to die I'm like all I asked for was two hours of keeping the children happy and they're screaming at each other down there you know I literally I was like don't go out there don't say a word let him deal with it tip number one let let him have the relationship with his kids that he wants to have let it be got it he can deal with that for the rest of his life Let them have the dad that they have. Yeah. It's on him. It's good. You can encourage, you can support, you can offer, and then leave it be. Mm. It's hard. But I have found he, it's so much better. We'll just leave it at that. It's so much better. Learn by sight, right? Exactly. And so they can watch you parent and hopefully. Yep. Otherwise, they're just going to feel micromanaged and belittled and... Yep. It's just not going to be successful. Like they can't fail because they didn't do it right. Why are you watching me? We've had all those conversations. But... When I went downstairs, both of them 
like a dang Catholic school teacher with a ruler or something. <laughs> and they just were like, Bleh! and they were laughing with each other. They were playing. And he's like, what voodoo magic was that? What did you do? He's like, I know you don't beat them. Why are they so scared of you? <laughs> they're not scared of me. He's like, you should ask them. I'm like, they're not afraid of me. I'm like, they're not afraid of me. They just know you're serious. They know I'm serious. And I watch him over and over and over and over again get the thing for them without even they don't even have to ask Mm -hmm. they you know it's that it's all day long like this morning bailey made and put her dish in the dishwasher she put it in the sink and i said hey miss b thanks for putting your dish in the sink the dishwasher's dirty i'm gonna leave it here for you when you get up you can put it in the dishwasher and stephanie's like killing like dying she's like it is killing me why have you not put that in the dishwasher yet you know i'm I'm like so my mother in that way i'm like (laughs) i have to put everybody's dishes i'll tell my boys you didn't clean up your dinner they're like oh okay mom but like within 10 seconds if they haven't done it which is also a problem i'm like and i'm like i've already cleaned it up and it's like unbeknownst anyways so being aware too of letting the things be until the action has happened that you've requested, right? Yeah, and the next thing doesn't get to happen until that action that you requested. Sure. Like, if those were when that happens with my girls, hey, can I wash my hands? Well, you know, we they have to ask to be excused from the table. It's a thing. Then they know, oh, hey, can I go do this? Well, there's a series of things that has to happen. So if they forget and they want to go watch TV after lunch... You need to turn off the TV, come back here, and then you can go do the thing. Mm. So it's always peeling it back. Do what I ask so that you can go do what you want. Got it. That's good. Okay. So those are all the things. That's great. Those tips were absolutely incredible. (laughs) Thanks for helping me in that. And I know helping so many other people. You guys just... Chelsea is such a gift to all of you because she's a wealth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. She has a gift of mediation over her, which is comes in parenting, it comes in marriage. Highly recommend if you have not taken Systemize Your Life yet, what is happening over there? Because there's an entire section on communication, specifically in your marriage, because that is such a foundational piece of being successful parents, is being able to communicate when you even want to make a change like this and being able to to articulate it in a way where the other person doesn't feel attacked or any of that. So you guys, I can't rave enough about her as a mentor and a coach in your life. And for sure, her programs have been a life changer for me. So go be blessed. Up on it. Thanks for being here, guys. We will catch you back real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Bye. Hey, before you go... If today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.